we're still getting uh, ready, ready to uh, working to get Barry uh, hooked up and ready to go. But we're going to go ahead and get started with the uh, post game wrap up after uh, an interesting game uh, up here in Lincoln as OU wins uh, forty nine to fourteen. And uh, you know, I I picked this game to be a lot closer than it wound up being. I picked uh, the Sooners to win by ten, but. Their their defense played uh, fantastic, shut down a Nebraska offense that was clicking, uh, you know, pretty well despite everything else that uh, you know Nebraska was going through. Their offense was averaging uh, uh, about thirty six uh, points a game uh, coming in here, but uh, uh, OU's defense really good today after a bit of a shaky start, but uh, turned things uh, around, Justin. Yeah, I mean, you know, the coaches and the players saying all season about establishing a new identity with this staff. And, you know, I think today was was a really good step towards that direction. You know, like you mentioned, they got tested. They got punched in the face early. The defense did. Surrendering that touchdown, they really locked in. The offense was able to get things going really any way that they wanted to. The offensive line started that off playing really well. Running game was good. Gabriel was good in the passing game. So, yeah, I mean, I think this all around, this is one of those games that they're going to be able to point to and, and really build off of. Uh, Barry, for, for you, what was the most encouraging sign uh, for OU's offense today uh, when you think about the totality of the season and this team moving forward? Oh, I thought it was – I saw a lot of guys making plays. You wrote about it. Farouk, Weiss, Eric Gray showed more than – He's probably ever showed as a Sooner in terms of tough running. Now, all of this is couched in the fact that Nebraska couldn't tackle a cornstalk. And talent-wise, I don't know how much of an upgrade they are over Kent State and UTEP. But it's a tough environment. It's 87,000 fans. It's Nebraska on the helmets. You would think, you know, it's, it's somebody that uh, would be tough to beat. And the Sooners looked really good. So... I think you have to build upon it. We'll see how it ends up. But a lot of different guys did a lot of different things. And I think that's that's very good in the long run. Yeah, like uh, like you mentioned there, Barry, the fact that they got Theo Weiss and, and Jaleel Farouk involved, uh, those guys hadn't been very involved. Neither one had caught a touchdown pass. Heck, Farouk had only caught one pass uh, this season. Uh, to, to this point, but uh, both those guys able to uh, get it going today, like you mentioned, uh, Eric Gray, uh, just a lot to like. I thought the offensive line played a whole lot better. You know, again, Nebraska is uh, is what Nebraska is this year, um, but certainly some things to like up there, especially with the return of uh, Wanya Morris up there, Justin. Yeah, the team had talked about it going into, you know, these these past few days that that was going to be a big return for them, obviously. Senior guy, guy with experience, um, which had way more experience than a guy like Tyler Guyton, his replacement. So definitely good to have him back. And just in general, I just thought the offensive line, this is, this is probably their best performance of the season. You know, just the amount of opportunities they were able to create for guys like Dylan Gabriel and Eric Gray and, uh, Marcus Major on the ground, you know, it just, I, I really think that that group specifically had a few question marks going into this season. They had a few question marks 
after the first few games, and today was a really good uh, building point for them. Yeah, we'll see where where they go from here. Next week they have Kansas State to open Big 12 play. Thought pretty highly of the Wildcats going into today, and then uh, Tulane goes into Manhattan and, and knocks them off. But clearly things are going to get tougher here moving forward for the Sooners. But, uh, Barry, um, you know, some, some promising things today here, even though this isn't the Nebraska that, uh, you know, we grew up watching. Yeah, you know, they do have uh, what we thought was a pretty good offense. I was more encouraged by the defense than the offense today because I thought the defense had more to prove and better chance to prove it, and, and that's what exactly what happened. Um, you know, we know Casey Thompson is a solid quarterback, not a great quarterback, but a solid quarterback. We know the tailback has been able to run the ball. Uh, they've certainly scored a decent amount of points uh, in this frustrating start for them. So uh, I thought the defense, I think it was – 12 straight stops they got. Nebraska scored on the first and last possessions. Got 164 total yards in those two possessions. In the 12 possessions in between, got like 163 total yards. So really solid football played by the defense, I thought. And uh, I think you can build on that. Uh, you know, I, I, I was intrigued by the, uh, by the alignment. Played a lot more three-man line today. And when things got hairy on that first drive, they didn't deviate from that. They just made some adjustments and and put a stop to it. So a good pass rush, mostly good uh, coverage, and I thought very good tackling. I think, you know, this team is uh, – this Nebraska team can't tackle anything, and I think Huskers were quite envious of the fact that Oklahoma was a team able to tackle. So – uh, I thought it was a very – it was an outstanding day for the defense, a good day for the offense. That's the way I would I would gauge it. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, and Justin, we got a extended look at a player who's been talked about quite a bit uh, during preseason camp and even before, Jaron Kinnick. He played a little bit in the first couple games, mainly on special teams, but uh, Deshaun White gets uh, ejected there late in the first half thanks to a targeting call and – uh, instead of rolling with Justin Harrington out there, they largely went with uh, Jaron Kinnick, uh, the, the, the freshman, the one guy who came over from uh, Clemson's uh, commit list at the time of uh, Venable's departure and uh, looked really good at times today. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he's a guy that definitely people were talking about heading into this season. And, I mean, he, he delivered today, you know, 10 total tackles, had that forced fumble as well. Um, you know, you hate for it, that opportunity to have come the way it did with Deshaun White with a targeting call. But still, I mean, I thought he handled it really well for a freshman to come in there and, and have to deal with that, that road environment, you know, rivalry game, big game. Um, I really thought he played well. Um and especially at that position, you know, whether it's Cheetah or a linebacker, like that is the heart and soul of that defense. You know, that's something that Venables has preached all season is that those positions are the ones that have the biggest responsibility on defense. And, you know, I thought he handled his role really well. Barry, how big, how big can a performance like that or a chance like that be for a, a young player like Connect, who a, a lot of people expect big things from, maybe not. Uh, this year as much, but, uh, you know, moving forward. Well, I, 
tell you this. He, he's clearly, uh, I don't mean he's a teacher's pet, but he's clearly a favorite of Brent Venables. Um, for Venables to sort of go against what he said he wanted to do, which was stay clear of any Clemson guys, uh, for him to go ahead and take a flyer, or not take a flyer, but make the move on Connect, clearly means that Venables thinks he's something special and thinks he's a guy worth um, investing in. So I'm not at all surprised that he's getting an opportunity, and I'm not all surprised that he's a great player or going to be a great player. So uh, this was great. This was great for him. You know, he's he's from Salina, Kansas, so he knows the Nebraska uh, tradition, if nothing else, and he knows. Um, you know, he knows that uh, this is an environment that can be tough, and I thought he played uh, really well. And, heck, I don't think he's Deshaun White yet, but I think his future is very bright, and I think you'll see more and more a pretty substantial role for this guy, even even with uh, White back in the fold. Yeah, I think that's not going to surprise anybody if Jaron Kinnick winds up playing a uh, – much bigger role. Uh, Justin, we mentioned uh, Wanya Morris earlier. He got a chance to play for the first time this season. Um, uh, got a, uh, Oh, you got a couple of uh, other guys back uh, it, as well this week, including uh, an important piece of the secondary. Yeah, you know, Key Lawrence was out for uh, the last game. Apparently he had tweaked his hamstring, as Venables put it, um, just in the days leading up to it. So, it sounded like it was more of a precautionary thing. Didn't seem like it was going to be something long-term. And sure enough, suited up today and, you know, was able to, to deliver with that interception early in the fourth quarter. Uh, so good to, good to see that there with him. But, um, yeah, you know, having him back, obviously he's a guy with experience from last season. To be able to have him back is, is definitely going to be big for them. And just from the way he played today, you could tell that, yeah, I wouldn't think that injury is too concerning. It sounds like uh, – He's doing just fine, and he showed that today. You know, O'Key Lawrence had that big strip uh, of a Nebraska receiver who had a first down made, and Nebraska recovered the fumble, but they lost six or seven yards on the play and were forced to punt. So, Key Lawrence, very active, as it were. Yeah, absolutely. He he was uh, today and is when that uh, defense is at its best. But the Sooners didn't have. Uh, R. Mason Thomas, the freshman defensive end, who'd been uh, pretty solid, especially had a big uh, opening game uh, there against UTEP. Justin, uh, much concern there with uh, Thomas not playing today? I mean, there's there's some concerns just that he wasn't able to suit up. But we've seen with, with guys like Lawrence, maybe it is a precautionary thing where they're just playing it safe with him, especially a young guy like him. But either way, I mean, I think just in terms of that position, that defensive end, there's not too much concern with him not being able to play because of other guys that have stepped up like Reggie Grimes, Ethan Downs, and them. Um, you know, so I think in that sense, there's not too much of a concern, but definitely it's going to be something to monitor moving forward because, like you said, he's one of the guys that people have been really excited about um, as a freshman. Everyone keeps talking about him. The players keep talking about how he's the fastest guy in the room and one of the strongest guys in the room. So, Definitely there's excitement, and you know, I'm sure OU fans are going to be hoping to see him out there on the field again soon. Yeah, just uh, I, I think that they're uh, going to be all right at that defensive end position, even if our Mason Thomas, that winds up being something that keeps him out longer, although it didn't look like just the way he was walking around on the sidelines 
it was uh, too much of an issue. But uh, they've been really good at defensive end. Reggie Grimes, who we've talked about, obviously uh, Ethan Downs. And then uh, Jonah Laulu uh, comes up with a big uh, big sack in this one and flashes some of the athleticism that uh, OU coaches have been talking about. Yeah, and he, he, was, uh, he had one of the sacks, and Ethan Downs had one, and I uh, can't remember the other two. But um, I thought the pass rush was very good. I thought it was uh, – uh, a very good uh, – they got a good rush with three. They blitzed infrequently, but it was really good when they did. So, so it was a very productive, very productive front for the Sooners. And, Barry, sticking with you, um, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about the defense being a little, I don't know, vanilla. Uh, the, the first couple games opened it up a bit today. Obviously, the Braden Willis uh, – uh, touchdown pass to Marcus Major uh, being the big example. But how much of the offense do you feel like we saw today and, or, and compared to the difference in, say, what we're going to see uh, here as we get into the Big 12 schedule? Well, throwing a double pass after you'd already been dominating Nebraska, the only reason you do that, we talked about this during the game, the only reason you do that is if you're going to throw another wrinkle off of it. Um, that's something you save for Texas, not something you use to go up 28-7 on Nebraska. So uh, I like uh, – I thought the game plan on both sides of the ball was exquisite, and a lot of that was different things. You know, Marvin Mims scored. Well, he didn't score. They called it back. I put it at the one-yard line. But he had an eight-yard gain uh, lining up as a halfback, taking a little short, uh, quick pass. So – they showed a lot. Maybe Levy's theory is, hey, we're going to make the defense prepare for all kinds of stuff and come at them with even more stuff uh, later. Yeah, another example of uh, just how maybe uh, much bigger the playbook is here uh, than it has been the last couple of years. Um, really on both sides of the ball, the defensive guys have talked about it a ton. But, you know, on the offense, certainly they're given – like you said, Barry, uh, uh, some some teams, some some more things to think about with uh, what they're doing uh, for sure. And uh, we'll we'll wrap it up there. But uh, I, with this, starting with Justin, since it's your first time here at Nebraska, Justin, what what you think of the atmosphere and everything around Memorial Stadium? Even though obviously this wasn't uh, an OU Nebraska game, like. Uh, like a lot of people were used to. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be lying if I if I said that I or if I didn't say that I wanted a, a close game here. You know, I, I did want a close game because you know it's part of the rivalry and the environment. I think it would have been really cool to see. And while that didn't happen, still, I mean, you could tell just before the game started, at least there was a lot of excitement out there. You know, when when Nicky Joseph came onto the field and was running out there with his players, and the crowd was going crazy. I mean, you could definitely see why this is one of the, uh, you know, the best fan bases in college football. So it was really cool to get to come out here. Like I said, would have wished there was a, a closer result. But um, either way, still a really cool experience. Um, and even just in the days leading up to it, you know, getting to, to, to write about like the 2009 game when they came out here, the 1972 game, just getting to talk to everyone that has been involved in this rivalry. You can tell just how much it means to a lot of people. And just cool to have a, a small part in it. Yeah, I don't think uh, 
any or at least most of our listeners are going to complain too much at the score, the margin of victory yeah. today. But, Barry, on the other end of things, you've been up here a lot. How much different was today versus what you'd experienced in the past? And maybe what's your favorite uh, OU Nebraska memory, especially uh, uh, of the ones up here in Lincoln? Well, let me tell you, first of all, let me tell you sort of the story of the day for Nebraska. I've already got an email from a Husker fan, <laughs> Husker fan in Bellevue, from New- Bellevue, Nebraska. And he said, listen, we played, you know, we got, we got our, our socks blown off and we're not competitive, blah, blah, blah. But he said, walking into the stadium or towards the stadium, I passed a guy who was not with anybody except appeared to be his family. It was an old man and it was Barry Switzer. And he said, <laughs> it made my day. And I said, and he said, oh, I, I wasn't smart enough to do anything except holler his name and clap. Say, hey, Barry. And he waved to me. And he said it made my day. So that's a little bit of the Nebraska uh, attitude towards the Sooners. They were frustrated so many times by Barry Switzer. They had some great wins over him also. But they hold this rivalry dear. I thought the pregame revelry was cool. I thought the pregame video about the red dirt versus the Red Sea and the scarlet versus the crimson, all that. I thought that was fantastic. It was all great, and it's just like Mickey Joseph said. They asked him about running out on – they said, how was it running out of the tunnel? He said, everything about it was great, and then the game started. So (laughs) this game was not like any game I've seen in Lincoln. It was one-sided. I actually wasn't here the year Huskers beat them 69-7. My my favorite OU Nebraska game probably is a 76 game when OU beat them 21-17 with the flea flicker. Uh, Dean Blevins was up there in the press box with us. Dean threw that pass. Uh, if that's not it, it's 86. Keith Jackson's miracle catch that, uh, that allowed uh, Tim Lasher to kick the game-winning field goal. Keith Jackson was here. He stuck his head in the press <laughs> box today. So that shows you – I mean, Dean's on the job, of course. He's on the clock. But Keith Jackson and, and people like that, they get a chance to come see the Sooners play in Lincoln. They're going to take it because it is a magical place. In general, and it's a magical place in Oklahoma history. Yeah, it certainly is really cool to uh, get a chance to come up here and uh, cover this game, to uh, experience this rivalry yet again. They're on the schedule for it here in a few years, but uh, we'll see where these programs stand when it comes time to play those games. But uh, glad that they were able to schedule this certainly different with uh, Nebraska uh, being where it is, but still fun, still a, a great environment. For me, this is my second time up here, went in uh, uh, 2001 for the Eric Crouch game, but obviously this one uh, a whole lot different than that. But early in the game, Nebraska certainly had the place rocking when they jumped up 7 nothing, and then uh, the, the Sooners uh, turn the tide, go on to win 49-14, uh, to 14. We're going to wrap things up there on the Sooners Extra uh, post-game Twitter space. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll be back Tuesday to uh, talk a little bit more about this game. Look forward to OU Kansas State next Saturday night. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a good weekend.